Hi guys, welcome back to College Girls Go Crazy, the podcast. This is your host, Julie, and I hope you guys are all doing so well today. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you are doing well and that you are going crazy and that these past few weeks have been awesome as we lead up to kind of crunch time, midterm season, final season, holiday season. I know that especially in this world of COVID, this time looks a little different right now with going home, maybe being there all the way through next semester, which just can be a lot. And so I hope whatever your situation is that it's going well for you and just know that I am sending my love. And I just want to start with a couple of updates on me before I introduce today's guest. Um, so I was actually in Oregon for about, was I gone for like five days? Five days, I think. That sounds right. And oh my gosh, you guys, I had never been before and I had the time of my life. I was visiting one of my best friends at U of O and I just feel like I really got to experience so much that Oregon has to offer because I got to spend a little bit of the first day I got there in Portland, which I absolutely adored. It was raining and it didn't even bother me because it wasn't like crazy Colorado rain. It was pretty rain and it was just so fun around all the beautiful trees. I don't know. I'm doing a terrible job describing it, but I had always wanted to go to Portland. I could never really tell you why. I just like thought that it was cool and I wanted to be like a total tourist. So I'm glad I got to do that for a couple hours and really see that, which was awesome. And then I even got to go see the Oregon coast for a bit, which was so, so pretty. I mean, it was absolutely freezing, but that's okay because I don't get to do that here in Colorado. And I just wanted to really see it, like check it out. And the drive there and back was also gorgeous. And we stopped for such good food and like this really cute town. And I don't know, I just, it was a really nice change of scenery. I made, I worked hard, made sure I got all my schoolwork done beforehand so that I could really enjoy myself while I was gone. And I feel like I made the most of the trip. It came at a perfect time in the semester. Just, I don't know, with online school, I felt so cooped up and I have been in Boulder this entire time and so it just felt nice to hang out with different people and explore new places and yeah I absolutely loved that and I'm really really glad that I got to do that and a couple big things have happened ever since I got home first things first I was on the plane on the way home and whenever I fly United and I use their wi-fi I can like get texts and notifications in the sky but like they don't work on the wi-fi well the texts do but nothing else does and so I got an email from my abroad program and it wouldn't load the full email and all I could see was the first couple of lines that they were very disappointed to And I just knew immediately while I was on the plane, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to go to Italy anymore, which was somewhat to be expected. I was feeling optimistic, but they'd kind of put a hold on a couple things and I just wanted to be prepared. I didn't want to jump the gun on any plans. And so when I finally got off the plane, I did see that and I was just, I don't know, like I was bummed. I didn't want to like completely lose it over it. And I, I did kind of see it coming and with that big change, there's like a lot of things that are happening in Boulder next semester that I wasn't really prepared for. Like they got rid of our spring break and I was like, haha, suckers, I'm not going to be here. Um, well, yes, now I am. Um, I registered for classes on Monday. I had to quickly get that together. That really snuck up on me because that's always that can be stressful. And so that was weird. Another thing is, like, all my friends are going to be turning 21, and I just turned 20, so I was like, oh, I'm going to be in Italy. Like, it's not going to matter. Like, I'm going to be having all my fun, and it's like, dang it, now I'm going to be stuck here while all of that's going on. And stuck here is not the right word. Like, I'm feeling very cozy in my home, and things are honestly finally after three months starting to feel more like home and more normal, but that was definitely a huge bummer and an update that I wanted to give you guys, so sorry, you're all stuck with me (laughs) again. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's an update. But let's move away from some sad news and talk about some good news. Today, like a couple hours ago, today is November 14th, I hit 1000 followers on my Trader Joe's Instagram account 
at underscore Trader Joe's Hose if you don't follow it already. My friend and I from back home started this in quarantine. Like, literally, it took us, like, a month to get 100 followers, and I, I have no idea where these even came from. I It's just fun, honestly. I Everything I own is from Trader Joe's, so why not post pretty pictures of it? So, please go check that out, because she's real cute. And if any of you follow it, thanks, guys. Happy 1,000. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much me. This past weekend, I've just been kind of laying low really on a school grind I have a lot of big projects coming up I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate because it's getting to be that time and this is actually really funny I went to a workout class a spin class yesterday at the rec center and I thought it was just spin for like the full hour well it turns out I signed up for a power cycle class where we would do spin but then we would lift weights and then we were doing burpees and then we would spin some more and oh my god I've never been in more pain in my whole life than I am right now I've never been this sore in my entire life and I already have a really sore back so I stretch every day couldn't couldn't do it today it hurt too bad could not and so um yeah I'm really out of shape and that's something that I want to continue working at because I really did enjoy it and I felt really good after it yesterday trying to kick up that healthy eating habits and kind of get back into more of a fitness grind just to just to feel better you know so yeah that's as I'm sitting here just know I'm in a lot of pain but okay enough about me I'm gonna go ahead and introduce today's guest Today, I sat down with Tia Kingley, and Tia is about to graduate from Emerson in Boston, Massachusetts. She is seriously so personable and so charming. I had so much fun talking to her and getting to know her. Um, She was actually connected to me through a mutual friend. Shout out Lily. Thank you so much for that. And she's seriously, you'll see in this episode how driven and hardworking she is. Some of the things that we hit on in this episode are life at Emerson in general, and we actually really do talk a lot about how she created her own major and how she was able to curate this college experience that was catered to her and her needs and what she wanted out of her time at Emerson, which is a really cool process that I knew absolutely nothing about. Like I said, I love hearing about how different schools do different things for their students, so that was really awesome. And she's actually currently working three internships, which is just absurd. She's doing them all at the same time. We talk a little bit about each and every one of those, and what her tasks are what her roles are and kind of like the fun stuff that she gets to work on and we also talk about how when she studied abroad she really found a new love for food and that has led to one of her current projects that she works on which is her foodstagram I think is what they call it a food instagram and oh my god I will have it linked below and I'll talk about it more in the episode and in the outro but you have to go check that out and so she kind of has just really learned the ropes of growing a following both for that account and another one which stay tuned to listen because that one's really sick um so yeah she's kind of just like this really cool creative social media genius I would say honestly like she really just went after it and so that's something that really piques my interest and I had so much fun talking to Tia, so without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Tia. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am good. Thank you so much for um, coming to talk with me today. I'm seriously so excited. This is going to be so fun. I love getting to talk to new people and learning what they're up to. So let's go ahead and start off the episode with having you share one crazy thing that you did this past week. Okay, so my crazy thing is actually just from this morning. I fully went like a 40 minute public transportation right away to get a bagel, but I'm from New Jersey. So I care a lot about good bagels and I'm in Boston currently and Boston does not have the greatest bagels in general. So there's this one place that's in like far, far out Cambridge and I'm like kind of in the center of Boston. Um, but they have really good bagels. So I was like, no, no, I'm going, I'm getting the bagel. So I did that. <laughs> that's actually perfect. And it's funny you say that because, because I walked to Starbucks this morning to get a bagel, which was not good, but not good <laughs> at all. But I wanted a bagel with cream cheese and I didn't have any at my house. And so that was, that was the option. So funny. Cause I also had one of those. Um, and then my crazy thing actually 
is last night my roommates and I dressed up for Halloween, even though today's Halloween. Happy Halloween, by the way. Um, and we all actually just went all out. As Tia can see now, my hair is neon pink and I went as strawberry shortcake, which I mentioned on the podcast like 900 times, but I'm not kidding. I was so proud. Like literally it was my best costume ever and all my like one of my roommates was Corella DeVille one of them was the girl from Danny Phantom like we really just we did the whole thing and it was so much fun I don't remember like ever having that much fun on Halloween so I'm glad we did that um yeah it was so fun but let's go ahead and have you just tell us a little bit more about yourself for sure um so my name is Tia Kingley I'm 21 years old. I am a senior at Emerson College. I'm graduating after the semester, so a semester early. Um, I created my own major in marketing and film. Uh, So my interests fully lie like across all of those fields. I love doing creative marketing. Copywriting is really my thing. I love making puns. Would love to make puns for a living. Um, I also love everything to do with film. I love acting. Um, I like producing, writing, directing, so yeah. There you go. That's absolutely perfect. And I'm so excited for all of us to dive deeper into a couple of those things. I want to start off with Emerson, and I would love for you to explain why it is that you chose Emerson. So um, I was, so right now I'm like fully an overachiever and overcommitter. I do everything and I do everything really well because I'm like a crazy perfectionist. But when I was in high school, that was not the case at all. Um, I was totally a slacker. Like I didn't do my homework. I just would get by by being like charming to teachers and like good at taking tests. Um, (laughs) Except for math class, that's a different story, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, Yeah, so... I really was not looking forward to going to college. I also, my entire family, like my parents and my extended family, they all went to Ivy League schools and like were in STEM. And like that just, so I grew up being like, oh, I have to go to an Ivy, I have to. Um, And then, you know, when high school hit, I kind of realized that that wasn't a possibility. And then I like lost my motivation for kind of doing anything. Um, And I just like, yeah, it was tough, a tough transition to realize like, I don't have to be like that. And in addition, like when my parents went to school, it was certainly easier to get into IVs than it was, than it is today. Um, Yeah, and I don't do STEM, like I love English and I love the arts. Um, So I, my mom dragged me on college tours and we did one weekend where we did a ton of Boston area schools. Um, And all of them, I was like dragging my feet. I did not want to be there. Like I was so annoyed the whole time. And I got to Emerson and I like didn't know much about Emerson because like I said, I wasn't really looking into schools. I didn't care. Um, And I get to Emerson and my mom will tell you that as soon as they started talking, like I perked up, like my eyes were wide. I was listening. I was excited. Um, They had just really great programs from the study abroad program that I did, which was really cool to the Los Angeles program, which I was supposed to do this semester until Corona hit. Um, they, They combined all of my interests. Their marketing program was marketing communications, which was really appealing to me because I don't like the business side. That's not what I do. I do the communication side and the uh, creative side. Um, And that's what Emerson was gonna give me. And they also had a great film program, which I was also very interested in. They had a great acting program, which I was interested in. And on the tour, they told me that you could create your own major, which was really big for me because I'm like super indecisive and I have a ton of interest. So I was like, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that, perfect. So yeah. Oh my gosh, that's actually really cool. And you mentioned that when you were kind of describing yourself and talking about um, creating your own major, will you explain more about what that looks like? Cause it's not an option that I necessarily have. And so I would love to know more about how Emerson um, gives you guys this opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a really, really cool and unique program. Uh, it's called an individually designed interdisciplinary major program, IDIP. Um, So basically what you have to do is you apply for it through uh, academic advising and you have to create your own curriculum. So you have to look through the course catalog and choose a set number of courses to get a set number of credits that are required for you to graduate, but they can be across any major. 
The catch is you have to go to the deans of each department and get them to sign off on your curriculum. And often it's kind of a tough process because they really want to avoid doing IDIPs as much as possible, even though they give us the option because like, you know, it's complicated. You have to deal with like removing restrictions for certain classes. Uh, so it can be a lot for them to deal with. But um, if you know what to say and how to position it, you can get it done. So I came into Emerson and like the minute I set foot on campus, I was like, I'm going to academic advising and I'm getting an IDIP because that's, I came in as a marketing major, but I was like, I'm not like, that's not really like who, like you wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, she's a marketing major. Like I'm so much more of a creative than a lot of people in marketing might be. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, I'm taking film courses. So like, let me. Um, and they were like, oh, like, you can't do that yet. Like the, you have to wait till like February or something. And I was like, no, give me the forms. I'm going to do it. Um, so I basically like, I finessed my way. I talked my way. I fought my way into getting this IDIP because it was really what I wanted. And yeah, you just kind of have to prove that your IDIP can't be fulfilled by a typical major and minor situation. Um, so for mine, which is tough because you could be a film major and a marketing minor if they don't have a film minor. But I was arguing that um, marketing and film are A, equally important to me. Like one's not major, one's not minor. They're like equals. And B, that like the two fields are really converging with we have product placements, we have commercials now being directed by acclaimed film directors. Um, everything's coming together and converging and that's why I need to do an IDIP and it worked. And now I'm here doing my IDIP taking classes that I love and it's just really really great that's such a cool opportunity and see this is why I love having people from other schools on because that's something that I would literally never know anything about and now I just got this amazing explanation about how it's going well for you which is awesome and I want to talk a little bit more about how you mentioned that you were graduating early and so you've designed this curriculum for you was graduating early always part of the plan um and just kind of like I'm not graduating early I'm very much so like on the regular like four-year path and like I know you fit in time to study abroad so if you just want to talk a little bit more about how that became your plan for sure so um to start I came into Emerson with a lot of AP credits um I I was a slacker in high school but I was a slacker in AP courses and like I said I'm really good at test taking so I would take the AP tests and get high scores so I got the credits for them uh so to start like I came into Emerson with already enough credits to graduate a semester early um so that was just like it was the obvious choice because you save so much money and you know even though I'm like anxious to be an adult and be in the real world like I'm sure everyone else is too like it's just what made the most sense for me. And then also since then, I keep, <laughs> there are too many courses that I want to take. So for the past few semesters, I've overloaded on courses. So I've taken, you typically take four courses a semester. I've been taking five or six. Um, so then I got even more credits, even to the point where I could have graduated a full year early if I wanted to, but I didn't want to because I wanted to do the LA program and there were more courses that I wanted to take. And like, I'm also, I'm fairly young for my grade. I was born in August. So it's like, I'm towards the end of people who are in my grade. So I don't need to be pushing myself even further. Like I'm okay where I am. There's there's no rush, but um, yeah, it is good to be able to save the money and graduate a semester early. Totally feel that because I'm also on the younger end of things. I just turned 20 a couple of days ago and people literally ask me all the time, like, how are you even in our grade? How are you even in our grade? And I have to explain to them because I started school in California and the cutoff's different, like blah, 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 blah. And I like, I'll be 21 when I graduate too. And my sister's a senior and she's already 22 and we'll be like approaching 23. Like, it's just crazy. And like I said, I'm on the very typical four year path. And so graduating early is something that I know like a lot of my friends are doing. Actually, one of my roommates decided last week that she's going to be graduating a full year early just because like Corona and stuff like that. She was kind of like, if I have the opportunity to do this, why not? And you're so right on the saving money piece. And my parents probably wish that I did that because I have enough credits to graduate a semester early too, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like every person has their own 
path and their own pace. At Emerson, it's like fairly common to graduate a semester early. And like all of my friends are also graduating a semester early. So it's just what made the most sense for me. But like, that doesn't mean that it makes the most sense for everyone. Like a four year path is like perfectly great, normal, like ideal for you. So don't even worry about that. Plus Emerson is like crazy, crazy expensive. So it's even bigger of a deal that I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> okay. Facts. I didn't know that it was really expensive. So you're, you're right on the ball with that. Um, but okay. I feel like we covered that like education wise. I feel like you gave so much good information. I certainly have learned a lot more about Emerson and like the curriculum while you were there. And so I do want to go ahead and move forward and kind of talk about your start in social media. Cause we've spent some time talking about, um, your love for marketing and film and all things creative. And so, yeah, I think that's going to be my leading question with how did you get your start with social media and like start to develop a passion for it and get good at it. So um, I kind of became really good at social media completely by accident. Uh, When I was younger, I shared the same iTunes, iCloud, whatever account with my dad because he wanted to like supervise what I was doing, I guess. But um, he downloaded the app Instagram way back when it first came out is like 2011, 2012. Um, And once I like plug my phone in to back it up and like it just automatically downloaded the app. So I found the app on my phone and I was like, huh, I wonder what this is. And I went on it and I created an account. And at first it was just like a normal like personal Instagram account, except hardly anyone was on it because not only was I like 12 years old, but also Instagram was barely a thing at this point. So I was just kind of like going ham, posting whatever like 12 year olds post, you know, it's like all cringy content. But um Around that time, I read the Hunger Games series, which the the movies hadn't come out yet, but they were coming out soon. Like they had just released the first trailer, I think, when I started reading the books. Um, but I read them all in like only a few days. I sped through them. I was obsessed. I loved them so much. So I just kind of started posting Hunger Games content on my personal Instagram because that's just like what I cared about a lot and also is a good outlet to like stop annoying my friends as much because I would talk about it nonstop like I was crazy um so yeah so I started just like posting that on Instagram and I started gaining more followers because the movie was coming out soon and people were interested and soon enough I changed my account from being a personal account to being a Hunger Games fan page Um, Then the first movie came out. I grew and grew and grew. Uh, Within a year, I hit 10,000 followers. Um, And I only grew from there. By the second movie, I think I had 60,000. And by the time the last movie was released, I had 160,000. So I kind of really, yeah, grew. And just, it also, I will say, like, I just did this all out of my own passion and like I wasn't trying to gain a ton of followers but it ended up because I am like a perfectionist at heart uh, I ended up like creating like a posting schedule for myself I figured out how to use hashtags I figured out the best times to post the best content to post um, to gain followers and like it just kind of happened which was just really awesome and then through that actually I did get to work with Lionsgate Um, they contacted me during the promotion of the last movie to partner with me to promote it. So they would send me exclusive content to post. I got like little PR like gift baskets. And the biggest thing of all, they invited me to the Los Angeles premiere and after party of the film. Of course I went, they did not pay for my plane tickets, but they did give me the actual tickets for free, which were going for like $25,000, like something crazy. Um, And I was like, yeah, I'm going, I'm doing it. Um, And that was just one of the greatest moments of my life. And it was really, really cool because I got, I mean, I learned social media on my own. And then through that, I got an inside look at how social media and the entertainment industry works. And by being at like these press events that I got to go to, I really saw how like the film industry works uh, from an internal point of view and like through marketing. And that's kind of how my interest in marketing and film really began. What a great way to kind of start off your career just perfectly by accident. And will you just quickly remind me what, how old were you when the third movie came out? Just so we can see about how long you're running this account. 
Yeah, so uh, the first movie came out in 2012. So I was 12 years old when that came out. And then, I, so by that metric, I believe I was 15 when the last movie came out because Catching Fire was 2013. Uh, Mockingjay Part 1 was 2014. Mockingjay Part 2 was 2015. So I must have been 15 when it came out. Oh my gosh, that's still so young. That's crazy. Like, I don't even think I got an Instagram until... I was like in high school. Like I was very late. I was the last person to get an Instagram. I was the last person to get a Twitter because I was like, I don't need this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like so the opposite. My dad wouldn't let me get a Twitter for so long because he was like, oh, it's inappropriate. So I made like a little secret one on the side. And then like when I turned, I don't even know what age it was, 13 or 14, he was like, okay, you can get a Twitter now. <laughs> it was like so funny yeah no I was like fighting to get all the social medias because like I enjoyed them I was really good at them and also that's like I people have been like kind of really down on social media recently people are like oh it's toxic like for your mentality like it's just wasting time and whatever and I think that that can absolutely be true and if you feel that social media is toxic for you you should absolutely not force yourself to use it but for me personally I'll always argue that like you can't make a blanket statement that social media is toxic because social media got me like interested in what I'm going to do for my career. It got me to work with Lionsgate at 14, 15 years old. Like it got me, I mean, I wrote my college essay on it, like, and it's on my resume. I'm sure it's like a big reason why people want to hire me. So like social media can certainly also be good if you use it for good and you have the right mindset with that. For sure. And I'm really glad that you bring that up because I actually last year deleted my Instagram for a little bit one of my roommates like doesn't have it she's like it's just not her thing like she doesn't when she does have it she doesn't use it so she's like why have it and I deleted it last year and I loved it like I seriously loved 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 not having it I stand Twitter that's not going anywhere I'm obsessed and then but then I wanted to start my like podcast over the summer and over quarantine, I was kind of feeling more creative. And I found myself on Instagram.com a lot on my computer. And I was like, Julie, just download the app. <laughs> like, it's okay for you to get back on. And I go back and forth. Like I did really like not having it, but then I also feel like I gained so much from having it. It's where I get a lot of inspiration. It's where I get a lot of information. And so I'm right with you there. And cause I feel you like the whole marketing thing, like, it's just, I just have to have one. It's just, it's my thing. <laughs> Actually in one of my classes, there was like a woman who came in, who was a PR person. And she was like, I hate like phones. I hate social media. And I was like, girly, you work in PR. Like, I understand if you don't like it, but it is kind of necessary for your job in 2020. Like whether you like it or not, social media is such a huge part of our lives today and you can't I mean you can certainly delete it but in the industry you can't really escape it no that and that's a great point and I think it's so funny to watch like my mom like try to use it or whatever she's like every time she wants to post that she's like Julie take my phone post this picture and like tell us like I'm like what if what, what if we caption it this she's like yeah yeah I like that and it's just cute <laughs> <laughs> my mom still doesn't have an Instagram but she'll like check mine sometimes and then she'll be like oh like what's this like you said and I was like oh it's on stories and like she you can't view stories if you don't have an account or something like she goes on instagram.com but like it wouldn't let her see my stories and she would get like so upset and I'm like mom you can make an account you know and she's like no it's not really my thing and I'm like okay I mean sure <laughs> oh my gosh well I love that and I actually want to talk with you more about social media and kind of like what your presence on social media has evolved into since the Hunger Games account. So around when did that kind of start to like die off? And then, yeah, we'll start with that. Around when were you like, okay, like this, I'm done with this. So my peak like followers and engagement wise was definitely the last movie. That's when I had 160,000 followers and I was getting up to 10,000 likes a post, like everything was going really well. Um, after that movie was out of theaters, people really stopped caring because there was nothing else to like look forward to. I mean, until the prequel came out this past summer, but people don't even really care about that very much because it's just been so long. And like, you know, it was our childhoods or like our adolescent years, but like people have moved on. But for a while, I did keep posting consistently. Like I stayed on my posting schedule. Um, I kept doing all of my stuff. Uh, so for me, even as I was losing followers and engagement, like 
as was everyone else in the Hunger Games fan account community. Um, I just kept it up because it was something that I still cared about and I still loved doing. Um, I, it kind of dropped off a little bit for me when I studied abroad, which was fall 2018, because not only were that a lot of people are like, oh yeah, study abroad. Like the classes are so easy. Like you just get to skate through and then go travel. Well, Emerson's program, the classes were like harder than the ones in Boston because it was European teachers and they graded on the European system. And in Europe, a C actually means what it's supposed to mean, which is like a C is average. Like you did pretty well, like you're average. So a lot of my friends who are usually A students were getting C's because they were like, oh, like the professors were like, yeah, that was good, C. And we were all like, no, you're ruining our GPAs. <laughs> but um, yeah, so during that, I was studying a ton because I wanted to keep my GPA up and I was also traveling every weekend. So when I studied abroad, things kind of dropped off a bit because I didn't have as much time to dedicate to it. Um, and yeah, since then I've posted like infrequently, but I still do post if there's something relevant that comes out. Like recently Jennifer Lawrence was on the cover of V Magazine. They had an issue uh, for voting because um, she's very now outspoken um, about voting and like nonpartisan political issues. Um, so I like posted that because I was like, oh cool, like a new thing that doesn't happen often, but um, speaking of studying abroad, that's actually when my next passion and my next Instagram project kind of kicked off. Um, so some background on this, I, for the first 19 years of my life was literally the most picky eater you would ever meet. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like anyone who thinks they're, they were the most picky eater or thinks they knew the most picky eater, like come at me. I swear I was worse. I would eat plain pasta, like no butter, no sauce, no cheese. Don't even put salt in the water when you're cooking it because I can taste that. Uh, and I would eat like white meat, skinless, boneless chicken. Like I ate nothing and it was all like the most bland stuff ever. But when I studied abroad, I was like really passionate about um, really experiencing the cultures of the places that I visited in the deepest way possible. Like, obviously I'm still gonna be a tourist, but I don't wanna be like a typical tourist who just like goes to all like the touristy places and all the touristy restaurants and like, just like experiences everything on a surface level because I was also taking a class that was called intercultural communication. And I learned so much about like how different cultures work in that class. And I still think about some of the stuff I learned there today, but that class really, made me want to fully experience other cultures. Um, so that became like a passion of mine. And one way obviously for cultures to be fully experienced is through food because food is such a huge part of culture. So I started doing like all this research on Yelp and everything and finding the most beloved local restaurants, like not touristy spots, spots that local people go. And I would Google before I would visit any city or country. And I would be like, I would find um, what like the cuisine is there, like what is the famous dishes that come from a certain place. Um, and at the beginning, I was still a crazy picky eater. Like I went to Florence one of my first weeks and I was like, um, can I please have pasta with no butter? Thanks. And they must have been like, wait, what the hell is going on? But I was like, yeah, totally. This is normal. Um, but then by the end, I completely had changed. My last trip was to Paris. And I remember I had one meal where I got escargot as an appetizer. And then I had duck as my main dish. Like what? Who am I? Okay. That's so funny because I bring up, I talk about this a lot actually with my friends because I, my dad went to culinary school. And so I grew up in a house where we ate stuff like that all the time like I had escargot for the first time I was probably like 10 like I just and I love stuff like that and it's so funny I went out to eat with my brother and my sister and my friend because they all came up for my birthday and we went to um this place in Boulder on Pearl Street and like my sister gets like an oyster taco and my brother gets like a duck taco and like a Brussels sprout taco and like the really fancy ones and she just looks at us and goes you can tell we were raised in very different households because she was going to get like the chicken one and like just very, and it's just funny because it's so true. Like I, 
have always I used to be picky too but I not like that and I just think and I just like I love food we did a cheese board for my um birthday the other day and I put out like fig like jam to yeah. eat on top of brie and one of my roommates was like scared to try it I'm like homegirl I've been eating this since I was like 13 come on fig jam and it's is like elite that's like god tier food mm-hmm. it literally is it literally is and so like yes as cargo and duck who are you you're amazing um but yeah go ahead keep telling us about how this developed into your current project yeah so um I was it was really cool to kind of see that change in myself and I also think that the reason why I was so picky is that I I think I'm a super taster which I learned about in AP psych senior year of high school and I was like hey that sounds like me but basically it just means that like your taste buds are more sensitive than the average person's so you just taste things like a lot more deeply, especially like bitter flavors and like strong flavors. So like, for example, I could never eat tomatoes because they were like the most insane, like strongest flavor to me ever. Like I have no reason why, but they were just like the strongest flavor. I think it's because they're like acidic. Um, But I also, I could taste test, like I could tell the difference between different brands of bottled water. And like, this has been confirmed because I once was at my cousin's house and I was like, oh, like, I don't like Deer Park, like Poland Spring is where it's at. And they, they like didn't believe me that I could tell the difference. So they poured, they did a blind taste test. They poured two different brands of bottled water in uh, glasses. And then I had to drink each one and tell them which one was Poland Spring. And I got it. Like, I was <laughs> like, I really could tell the difference. Um, so yeah, I just have like really sensitive taste buds. And that's why I only ate bland food. Because to me, the bland food was super flavorful. Like it tasted like a lot. And to everyone else, it tasted like nothing. Um, but then I think during this period when I studied abroad, I kind of throughout that time, my taste buds went from everything tasting so strong so I couldn't eat anything to everything tasting so strong so I could really appreciate the complex flavors of like dishes. So then when I went back home, I started, like I said, I lived in New Jersey. I was like 45-ish minutes from New York City. So I started going into New York City with my dad who was into food as well. And he would take me to really nice restaurants. And, you know, I would do my research and I'd pick out the dishes and like from the menu beforehand, because I'm like that. Um, But yeah, and I just got really into really delicious, high quality food and complex flavors and creative dishes. So all my friends were like, dude, you need to start a food Instagram. Like you're an Instagram girl. You eat at all of these really nice, really cool places. And like, I would take food pictures just for myself because I like to see it and like, remember it. And like, if the plating was pretty, I was like, Ooh, so nice. Um, and they were like, dude, like you just have to start posting this on Instagram. And I was really reluctant at first because I was like, I don't know, like I want to focus on my schoolwork and like my extracurriculars and everything. I don't know if I have time, but over the summer after my sophomore year of college, I had an internship, but then it ended in August. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to start it now. Like now I have the free time to start it. Um, So I did. And so it's been a little over a year since I started that. And I currently have around 7,000 followers and I'm hoping to keep growing that, but just like using the same principles that I learned um, doing my Hunger Games account, like I do hashtags, I do engagement, like I know I have a posting schedule, actually I'm posting today, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's been a really, really cool experience and I've gotten to work with restaurants to partner and promote their stuff in different brands, which has been a really, really cool experience as well. Um, So I'm just glad that like, even though Hunger Games has died out, I have been able to continue this with a new passion of mine and I'm really enjoying it. That's so cool. I I love food accounts. I think they're so cool. Like I talked about this at my Trader Joe's account and how I just post the food from Trader Joe's, but I, a good food pick just goes a long way. And I look at them all the time and I'm like, phone eats first, phone fully eats first. I do not care if everybody in the restaurant is watching me. It just has to happen. And so I'm curious because I'm sure you started off like this passion came from being abroad and eating all this really amazing, like food from different cultures. And 
how have you kind of made that work while being back home? Like, I know that, yes, I like to go out to eat, but like, I don't know if it's the most exciting thing to anybody. Like, do you kind of have ground rules that you stick to or can do you just post literally like anything that's pretty? Um, yeah, so I think, well, for me, I think it's certainly hard to continue like going out to eat and stuff, especially during the school year, because like I'm busy, my friends are busy and like it also costs money, like we can't ignore that. Um, but since it is something that I personally care about a lot, like I still will try to make time and you know, I'll go out like on weekends, I'll go and get fun things. Or like if I ever finish class or my internships early, I'll like go out and get something and treat myself. Um, but yeah, like I, I really, something that's big for me with this account is I never want it to get in the way of me actually enjoying food. Because I know a lot of people who like, who are on foodstagram and like I actually DM this one guy and he was like oh you should take like more spread pictures of like a bunch of the dishes on the table because like I often order a lot of small plates so that I can try more things um and I was like oh well like I would but sometimes they don't bring them all at once and I'm not going to just wait and like let the food get cold and he was like oh I always let the food get cold like it's for the pick and I'm like but then how are you enjoying the food? Like, why are you doing this if it's not something that you actually enjoy? Like at that point, it's just for the followers and for the clout. And like, I've never, same thing with my Hunger Games account. It's always, it's really important to me and for my mindset that I do something because I enjoy it and not just like for the followers. Um, so I always post and go out to eat um, the things that I really want. And if people happen to care about them too, that's great. <laughs> and people have evidently seeing as I have 7,000 followers, but um, you know, like a lot of the really big food accounts that have like 100K, 200K plus, um, they'll post like other people's pictures. It's all reposts. And it's just like this really decadent over the top, like super cheesy, super chocolatey food. And then the caption is either like tag a friend who loves mac and cheese or like some pun. And like I said earlier, I love puns. I'm such a pun gal, but I would always see those pictures and I'd be like, oh damn, that looks really good. I wonder what's in that dish and where I can get it and how much it costs. And they would never say. Like they, they never say, they no. literally never say. It's so frustrating to me. Cause I'm like, wait, I want that. But how can I know where to get it? If you don't tell me and they don't say if it was good or not, like it looks good, but like, maybe it wasn't, there's no review. So that's kind of what I sought to the niche that I sought to fill in doing my food account. Like I always, it's, I mean, I'm a marketing student, so I know that like, it's always really important to find the hole in the market and to fill that hole. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like for my Hunger Games account, for me, that was, I was the first update account on Instagram. And like, I always prided myself on posting the news and being the first person to post everything. So that was my niche there. And with my food account, my niche is I'm always very descriptive. I, cause that's also like, I, like I said, I'm a super taster. Like I taste things really deeply. So I want to like share that with other people. So I always post the name of the restaurant, the dishes as they appear on the menu. And then I give a detailed review of the place. And like that can include ambiance and service, but it's really also focused on how the food tastes and what my recommendations are. Um, so yeah, like it's really, I, I would love to share what I do with other people, but it definitely always has to come from my own personal passion as well. Well, it's such a, it's a good side hustle, but in a way, like it's still a professional side hustle that you work really hard on and you can tell you care about it. And me being the business major that I am, I think I said that exact same thing in the last episode, but um, knowing your why just comes up in all my classes. Like I take a bunch of entrepreneurship classes and it's like, know your why, don't fall in love with a solution, fall in love with your why. And so I hear a lot of that coming out in like you describing why you've built these platforms. And so since we've kind of talked about that as a side hustle and you keep have kind of mentioned a little bit your internships and I know that you do a few, would you go ahead and tell us um, what internships you're currently working on and like a little bit about your roles there? Yeah, so um, I did mention previously, I'm, 
I was supposed to do the Los Angeles program at my school this semester, but couldn't go to Los Angeles due to coronavirus. They weren't allowed to open the campus there, but I am still doing the program online. And a great thing about this program is that you are a full-time student, but you are also required to do an internship. It's an internship program to kind of help people get their footing in Los Angeles before they graduate. Cause like Emerson is so focused on the entertainment industry and like the centers in Los Angeles. So it's, it's a really great program that helps you to kind of gain your footing before you leave school. Um, so through that program, I, did get, I'm required to have an internship, but like I said, I'm indecisive and I have a lot of interests. So I am doing three internships and I'm still a full-time student right now. Um, so my first internship is at a boutique influencer talent agency called Society 18. Um, it's, it's really cool there. I work, I do graphics, I do social media. Um, I do any like kind of behind the scenes stuff. Like I've been making decks for them as well. Um, and yeah, that one's really cool. And it's it's really awesome to see kind of the other side of influencer marketing because, you know, I worked with Lionsgate and I work with restaurants and brands for my food account. Um, so I'm on the influencer side there. So this internship is really cool because it has actually taught me a lot about knowing my worth as an influencer and like what going rates are and how you negotiate and what different terms and contracts mean and how it works from a business perspective. Um, so that's been really cool for me. Um, my second internship is with AfterBuzz TV with Maria Menounos, um, which is just awesome because I mean, Maria Menounos is so cool, such a big name in the entertainment world. And she is um, an Emerson grad. So go Emerson. Um, oh, wait, that's so cool. I didn't know that. That's fun. Yeah, right. No, it's awesome. Um, so for them, uh, I do many things. Um, but one of the things is I do social media. I help out. I mean, all the interns help out with social media. And we also all do uh, writing articles for the website, um, which has been really fun. I do weekly articles highlighting the top films of different directors and actors because, you know, I'm a film student. Like, I'm like, oh, I love this. It's a cool and fun way for me to talk about film, which I love doing anyway. Um, and then I also get to work on Maria Menounos' podcast called Better Together with Maria. Um, it's a really cool podcast. It's about spirituality and uh, caring for yourself and health and mental health, physical health, um, and knowing your worth also. Uh, so it's been really cool. I work on that one, uh, listening to episodes, taking notes, writing articles on the episodes. I also do their social media. I make graphics for them. And I've recently been working on their website, which has been really cool to kind of get some web design in there as well. Um, and then my third internship is for the Tangent Agency, which is a creative marketing agency that does marketing for the entertainment industry um, for film. Uh, so that's like just really, really cool. Um, you know, that's really what I want to do. Um, or that's one of my top things that I want to do. Um, it's really cool. I get to participate in brainstorms for different projects. I get to do research on different projects. Uh, and I really love the team there and the culture there. So that's been an awesome experience as well. It's really cool to hear you talk about all of them because it obviously like it's, you're very passionate about it, but you can tell how like your college experience and these courses that you're taking and like the goal that you set for yourself when you created this major and how it's actually playing out for you in the real world and in your careers, because you're doing all these things in industry that you're interested in while applying all your skills which is obviously like the end goal we spend all this time studying and so that we can end up where we want to and so that's honestly the whole point of this is to be like yes guys like you could do this like we can do this in college and so you're just a spitting image of that um but okay three internships full-time student I would love to hear if you have like one overall or one or two time management tips or just like, hey guys, here's how I make it work. Yeah. So um basically the main reason why I'm able to do three internships is because A, I'm remote for everything. And B, my classes and two of my internships are on Pacific time, but one of my internships is on Eastern time and I'm on Eastern time. So I work Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, really long days, but you know, I, I certainly love what I'm doing. And then sometimes I have class after that. Um, so as far as time management goes, 
I, I really find that like the best thing to do is like, if you're struggling with getting a task done, just like force yourself to do it. It's not fun. I'm not going to lie. It's not fun. It's not easy, but the hardest part is starting. Um, so for me, like, I don't know. I just, if I decide I'm going to do something, I do it and I finish it and I make sure it's my best work and I submit it and I'm done. Uh, so yeah, time management is definitely a struggle. Um, and there's not like an easy solution that's like, oh, if you just do this, you'll be fine. And each person is different too. Like different things work for different people. But what works for me is, you know, I also, I just like stay up late and do my work after like my roommate has gone to sleep and like I'm done hanging out with my friends and then I'm like, okay, time to write an essay. Um, but yeah, it's, and also definitely start things if you have all of your information for the, whatever you're doing, start it as early as possible because you never know what's going to happen if like something's going to come up and you won't be able to finish it or like something comes up last minute and you wouldn't have time. Uh, so it's definitely good to give yourself that leeway and start things as early as you can. Um, there have been a few times recently when I haven't been able to do that and then I'm like last minute scrambling and it's just so stressful. Um, but you know, some people work better under pressure and if you're the type of person who can only really do something if it's super last minute, recognize that and build your schedule around that idea. That's really good advice because I, it's actually so interesting. I just love noticing how other people like succeed because my roommate the other day, she's got a paper due at 5 PM and we're sitting in the living room and it's 4.55 and she looks at me and she goes, my paper's not done yet, but it will be by five. <laughs> and I was like okay word and it's 5 p.m and she's like all right let's go <laughs> like time to go and she just like she did the whole thing where she was like tomorrow it's paper day and she wrote the whole thing that day and it was turned in she, she liked it and it was fine and so definitely love that idea just like the tip recognizing how you worked and thank you for explaining how it works for you because you clearly need that needs to be a strong suit when you're working such long hours. Um, I would definitely I, say also like recognize what your priorities are because like I always make sure that I like my work in my classes, I never want that to get in the way of me spending time with my friends because that's a huge priority for me. Um, so because of that, like I look at when I'm hanging out with my friends or when I think they'll be free and I schedule doing my work around that. So like, that's a great way to think of things too. If, if you would rather get all your work done first and then hang out with friends, tell your friends, Hey, like I'm going to be doing work for these hours, but I can hang out with you then. If, if you want to see your friends first and mold to their schedules, make sure you know what those are and then you can schedule your work around that. So I, yeah, I think that it's really important. And, you know, I, I never want to let work get in the way of my happiness. So I definitely, uh, use that as my priority and the way that I schedule things is certainly reflective of that. So I think that that's also an important thing to keep in mind. I'm really glad you brought that up because it's actually something that I've noticed within myself that I've changed a lot this year. What I used to do freshman year is just work like my ass off Monday through Thursday and like a little bit Friday morning. So I literally didn't have to touch anything until the next Monday. And then sophomore year came around, my classes were crazy. That didn't work out. I did homework seven days a week, all day, every day. I hardly went out, like didn't have a social, like, like, yes, I still hung out with my friends after dinner and stuff like that, but it was school, school, school. And this year I'm trying out this new thing where I'm like, okay, like I do school like every now and then on the weekend, but I used to really struggle with like having work to do on Sundays. But now I'm like, you know what? It's okay because I'm probably just not going to do that much work on Friday and not do that much work on Saturday. And that's my reward. So then it's okay to do work on Sunday. Exactly. And like, yeah, I think that that's very important because if you notice that you're not really getting very much work done on Friday and Saturday, but you keep being like, no, I'm going to do work on Friday and Saturday, that's not going to work out. And then you're just going to be so overwhelmed on Sunday. So like, try to recognize those patterns in yourself and where your priorities lie and, and your tendencies. And then reflect that because it's a lot easier to change your schedule and like when you do things than to like fully change how your brain works. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I certainly leave, try to leave a lot of my weekends free so that I can see my friends. And then, yeah, that means that I'm up really late on Monday and 
Tuesday and Wednesday doing my homework, but that's just what works best for me and my priorities. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's it, it's honestly it's good to hear and it's refreshing because now when I play back and I listen to this I'm gonna be like it's okay that I didn't do any homework today because I prioritize my friends and that's okay because tomorrow I'm just gonna do my work but that means that um on Monday like I can take a few more breaks and so I'm really glad that you bring that up and so I do want to wrap up with just like a couple more um general questions for you and so hearing about how hard you're obviously working at school and graduating early would you like to let everybody know some of the future plans that you have with your marketing and film degree yeah so um ideally I would love to move out to LA uh, once I graduate. So I would love to move in January. Uh, obviously, I'm not 100% sure if that's going to happen because of Corona. And, you know, I was supposed to already be in LA right now, and then I was just going to stay, but that didn't work out. So plans change. Uh, it's hard to be flexible when you've had like a goal for so long, but it's certainly important to try. So um, yeah, I, I am hopefully moving, but we'll see. Um, regardless, I think a lot of things are still going to be online. So either way, my goal is to get a job in the entertainment industry in some way, shape or form. Um, ideally, I would love to be doing creative marketing, copywriting, stuff like that. But you know, times are hard and you got to take what you can get where you can get it. Um, but yeah, I will hopefully, I mean, I would love to work, continue working at any one of my internships. I really love them all. Um, or like, I am also going to check out uh, my internship that I did two summers ago, which was my job this past summer. Uh, my boss said she might be moving out to LA in the spring, and then that would be another option for me. Um, but yeah, really, it's in the entertainment industry, connections are so, so important. Um, and that's really what I've been trying to build uh, through my internships, as well as gaining experience and knowing what I'm doing. Um, so hopefully I will just continue to go down that path. And, you know, we'll see where it takes me. Like right now, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm only doing this. This is the thing that I want to do. Because like I recognize I'm still young. I have a lot of interests and things can change. And things have changed because it's a pandemic right now. Things aren't what I thought they would be. And that's okay. So yeah, I'm just kind of kind of see where life takes me. Hopefully it's doing creative marketing for film, but we'll see. Well, I know that regardless of what it is that you do, you are going to do amazing things. And I really do hope that Los Angeles works out for you because I know it would be disappointing if it doesn't. But regardless, like what you said, we'll find your track and the pandemic, fingers crossed, won't last forever. And so I have faith that you will make your way out there at some point. And so another general question that I have for you is, do you have one piece of advice to girls in college regarding anything at all? Yeah, um, I would say find your passions and follow them. I know that that's so generic and I'm sure you've heard it before, but you know, I freshman year, I worked on multiple film sets every weekend because that was my passion then. And now I have multiple internships in different fields because those are my passions now. Um, and I think if you recognize what you really want and what makes you happy, you'll be moving towards your goals and you'll never feel like you're not a success. And I think that that's very important uh, to, to be happy is my number one goal for sure. So um, I do think that that's important. If, if that's also your goal, look at what makes you happy and do it. Perfect. I absolutely love that. And so I just want us to go ahead and wrap up with you sharing one crazy thing that you want to accomplish this upcoming week. Hmm. Okay. This is a toughie. I'm going to say, well, my crazy thing is that I am going to celebrate Halloween tonight, obviously in a safe way, but uh, it's crazy in these times to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to have fun safely and spend time with friends safely. And that's my goal. And that's what I want to do for this coming week is, you know, prioritize hanging out with my friends and being happy. I absolutely love that. That is a great, great goal. And my crazy thing that I want to do this upcoming week, I think is very fitting for this episode because I actually was meeting with my mentor yesterday and he helped me work on my resume. And we were talking about setting aside time this upcoming week or just for the weeks to come to do research on like my internship, like not necessarily start like applications or anything, but just like looking into what's out there, like messaging people and all this stuff. And so hearing how you have managed to get yourself into three internships, 
the goal is for me to have one by the summer. And so I'm going to try my best to start that process now. And um, yes, that is my crazy thing for this upcoming week. But I just wanted to say thank you seriously so, so, so much for sharing um, all your stories and all your opinions today. I think you've done an absolutely amazing job growing yourself on social media and working so hard. And I'm so excited for everybody to hear this. Thank you. I'm super excited too. And thank you for having me. I, I had a lot of fun. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Thank you again, Tia, for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you, Lily, for sending Tia my way. I had so much fun talking to her and getting to know her and all the amazing things that she's up to. I know, I seriously know that she's going to do such amazing things. And I just feel so good about being proud of all of my guests because these are some cool ass girls and we all know some cool ass girls and we are all cool ass girls doing cool things and I am here to recognize that so I had so much fun talking to Tia make sure you check out her food Instagram at Tia's Eats make sure you check out her personal Instagram don't forget to follow the podcast I throw in some day-to-day updates on those stories I try to keep you guys posted. I would say I'm pretty active on that account. I throw some fun graphics out there. So please check that out. Um, Check out the Trader Joe's Instagram if you have not already. But as per usual, all of that is linked in the description. And yes, I seriously am so excited for next episode and to continue going crazy. I hope you guys will all do the same. We will talk soon. And in the meantime, go crazy. College girls. College girls go crazy.